Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Today, I am sitting down with Jillian Reed, an incredible registered dietitian who specializes in the areas of women's health and family nutrition. About a year ago, Jillian took the scary leap of transitioning from her comfortable full-time role as a retail dietitian into entrepreneurship. She started building her practice as a part of a women's health clinic where she works within the cross-functional team to provide nutrition support to her clients. She's also built additional income streams into her business, including online courses and workshops, and her most recent, Starting Solids and Infant Safety. Jillian is a past one-on-one business coaching client of mine, and today I wanted to have her on the DSC podcast to talk about how she has built a successful practice as a part of a health clinic. So let's jump into it. Jill, feel free to say hey to the audience and tell us a little bit about your career path so far. Hi, everyone. So yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I've been a dietitian for eight years now. Um, So I started my career as a dietitian covering a maternity role leave in a nursing home. Um, And then for six years, I was a retail dietitian. Um, So really what kind of shifted me into private practice was during the start of the pandemic, my role did kind of shift as I'm sure many roles did. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's that's when I really started to dig a little bit deeper into my long-term career goals. And there was an opportunity to join a new multidisciplinary center that was opening focused on women's health. Um, so I felt like it was a really good chance to take that leap into private practice. And so I've been in private practice now for just over a year and I've really enjoyed uh, the challenges and growth that's come with it. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited to unpack that a little bit and dive a bit deeper. And I want to start off by talking about that career shift, because I know that that is such a challenging thing to do, you know, shifting from a comfortable full-time job that you've been in for a while into entrepreneurship. So I'd love to hear what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So it was really scary. I'm not going to lie. Especially knowing, like you said, that there aren't a lot of dietitian jobs out there. Um, And I was quitting a secure job that I was happy in for a really long time. And I also accredit a lot of my growth to that role too. So it was really, really hard. Um, But as mentioned, I hit this wall where I knew that I wanted to make a change. But also really important to me was that I wanted to be in charge of my career path and my growth. Um, So really, it was a great opportunity and being able to also niche down and really, um, in turn, see more clients that were in that niche has also been really rewarding for me, too. Um, But I think that's the thing, like dietitians aren't really taught about the opportunities available for private practice and entrepreneurship. So it just seems really scary for that reason, too. Um, My family was really, really supportive. So my parents are actually business owners. My husband's self-employed, too. So definitely having their support and trust that I could do it was really helpful. Um, But yeah, I think it's just really intimidating because it's not a path that we're really taught about as dietitians in our training. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's so important what you said earlier around, um, you know, you can still love your job and want something different, 
you know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. that's okay too. Um, and I was in the same boat when I went through the transition as well. So I totally relate to that. Um, and so I'd love to know, because you're working out of a clinic, um, which I think is becoming actually more common for dietitians to do as we're seeing more clinics pop up and especially like alternative health clinics and those sorts of things. Um, so I'd love to know what made you decide to start as part of a clinic versus just having your own like virtual practice or getting your own office space somewhere. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dietitian Success Center Business Membership. So today, obviously, we're talking a lot about business and starting a business. And part of starting a business is understanding how the money stuff works. But did you know that 83% of business owners would have trouble passing a test on basic finance? I don't want that to be you, okay? So that's why this month, as a part of the membership in our live workshop, I'm talking all about money and I'm breaking down the exact process I use to keep track of my money every single time so that I'm not scrambling for tax time, and most importantly, how I know exactly how to strategically spend in my business. Now, if you're not listening to this in January 2022, that's totally cool too. All of the replays are uploaded to our content library so that you can learn on demand in addition to all of our other trainings that give you the step-by-step for every you need to know to start, grow, and scale a successful dietitian biz. So join us today, head over to dietitiansuccesscenter.com and click the membership tab. And by the way, I just added a really cool video to the membership tab where you can actually get a sneak peek, a behind the scenes at what the membership looks like for people who are members or from the perspective of somebody who's a member. So make sure and check that out. Now let's get back into the episode. Yeah. So to be honest, I don't even know if I would have thought of starting the private practice if it weren't for that opportunity to start with that multidisciplinary team. Um, So it was a clinic that's fairly well established, although it's new, it was well-established health professionals that were opening it up in the community. um, And they were focused on women's health, which is definitely my area of interest and has been. So it really was exciting for me to be able to kind of hop along and join uh, the clinic. And it helped to ease my fears into that world of private practice. Um, But I think I would have feared um, doing virtual practice, like not being able to reach as many people or um, not feeling as comfortable. I'm just kind of jumping from where I was to virtual practice. Mm -hmm. Now, in saying that, if anyone's listening, I know now um, being in this space that there's many people that do it and do really well with virtual practice. But um, for me, it's just I think that it was this exciting opportunity to be able to work in this multidisciplinary environment in women's health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think with that too, it, it probably feels a little bit more secure if you haven't been building up a side hustle while you have a full-time job. You know, if you're just going straight into entrepreneurship, it's a great opportunity to have some level of a guarantee that you're going to have some clients come through totally. the door. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And um, yeah, unfortunately, the role I was in, it would have been conflicting. So I did right. really have to make that leap. Um, yeah. So I able to kind of like do a little bit of both, um, just because they were conflicting, but that's exactly it. Like I had to have a little bit of that, um, that reassurance. Yeah, of course. And so with that, what have you found are some of the benefits of working in a clinic? 
Yeah. So definitely, as mentioned, like the ability to reach more people. Um, I've also noticed too, because I do offer virtual services as well, that still it's, I would say like 50, 50, that there's still a lot of people that do prefer coming for in-person appointments. Mm. So being able to have that physical location is definitely beneficial for that reason too. I think sometimes that initial appointment, people just feel more comfortable um, being in person for many people. Um, it also offers more client-centered care too. So for example, if someone's being seen by a professional in the clinic for postpartum recovery or IBS, um, they know that if there's like a nutrition um, reason for referral that they can refer to me too. So um, there's definitely like that client-centered piece too. Um, and definitely just being able to talk to the other health professionals and learn from them is also a huge bonus too. So yeah, lots of benefits uh, in, in the clinic for sure. That's awesome. And I'm sure it helps a lot with just that feeling of isolation that I think a lot of dietitians find when they're in private practice and they don't feel like they're as connected to other healthcare practitioners that they can refer to or ask questions to or chat with or what have you. Definitely. I'm really fortunate that like all the health professionals in the center are really supportive and collaborative as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great space. That's awesome. And so on the flip side, what do you feel like have been some of the downsides, if any, um, of working in a clinic? Yeah. So of course, with having that physical space, there's definitely more overhead costs than if Mm. you are in a um, virtual practice. Uh, However, I do feel like in my case specifically that those benefits that I mentioned definitely outweigh that cost that I'm able to get the referrals and work in such a great space that it definitely uh, works out. Yeah. And I think the trade-off there, right, is that you are, yes, paying more in overhead, but then you also have this sort of built-in visibility to a larger population of clients. So it's almost like you're trading sort of marketing or visibility for the overhead cost, which is, you know, fair and, and you can absolutely build a sustainable business off of that. So that's awesome. And so I'd love to know, because this is often a question that comes up with dietitians who are working within a clinic. How do you increase referrals from the cross-functional team? Yeah. So we have done some really like good events together, which is really nice. So we've done, for example, like a prenatal seminar where we each spoke for like 15 minutes on our subjects. So that was really neat. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to do more of that as the pandemic (laughs) eases up a little bit. Um, There's also a monthly newsletter that gets sent out. So um, that way all the clients are seeing uh, in the clinic, uh, the information and sessions coming up uh, from other health professionals. Um, I also do provide like a little one pager on specific subjects. So for example, like constipation um, to the health professionals. So if they're seeing a client and they feel like it might be helpful, they can pass that one pager over and recommend booking a discovery call with me as well. And then also we're all very active on social media. So we also kind of um, engage with each other, share each other's posts so that we can reach their audiences as well. Um, So we're always trying to think of ways that we can collaborate because we have really seen that um, our patients are enjoying that client-centered care and that they're really benefiting from it. So we're always trying to think of ways that we can work together and refer to each other. Mm, Love that. And super smart too. Um, Cause I know a lot of dietitians who have come up with like a one pager that kind of goes through the services that they can offer. 
that the other healthcare provider can provide to a, to a client or patient who might be interested in dietetic services. But I love that you're actually giving like an informational sheet that is then very useful for somebody. And it sort of starts to build that relationship a little bit early. Um, that's super smart. I love that. Um, and have you found over time then that it's, it's, do you feel like just the relationships, the stronger your relationships get with the cross-functional team, the more those referrals are happening? Definitely. And I think the more that we talk, like you said, and the more that we really understand what we're able to help with, I think definitely helps too, because I think sometimes we forget, like we know what we do and what we can do, but sometimes uh, other professionals don't realize like which um, areas that we can help in. So I think like the more that we talk definitely helps and the, the more that we see, um, from each other for sure. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I, I feel like you, you nailed it there in terms of it's often not a, I don't want to refer people to you issue. It's a, I don't actually know (laughs) when to refer people to you, or I don't actually know necessarily what you help with. And so there's a fear there for me that I'm going to refer somebody in the wrong scenario or whatever. And so I think that's exactly it. It's often just an education piece and that can come with time and relationship building. And it's not always going to happen on day one. Yeah, exactly. It's like looking, kind of educating on those like red flags to look for and then kind of teaching like how we can help with those things. Um, So yeah, that's exactly it. Like they're very busy in their practice. So they really know like what to look for in order to refer for sure. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And so I want to talk a little bit about some of those added, those additional income streams that you have built into your business. Um, So you do some online workshops, you're offering some courses, which is awesome. What have been some of the benefits of doing that? Yeah. So I think, um, first of all, not everyone's ready to commit to individual Mm. consults. Mm. I think that they do truly feel like maybe they don't have time. They don't know if they need it or they might just not feel comfortable having that like one-on-one, um, because diet is so like personal and intrusive. I think some people feel that way. Um, so being able to offer really specific one hour sessions on specific topics that can provide them with key takeaways and resources has been really beneficial. So it helps them to get to know me a little bit and my approach, um, also benefits them. And then if they want to, they might book a consult afterwards too. Um, so I'm definitely going to continue to look at different avenues and opportunities for 2022, because I do think that these Um, are very beneficial for both the client, um, but also from a time standpoint as a healthcare professional to be able to reach more people too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure for you, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like just being a creative entrepreneurial person, you like to have different things on the go. You like to work on different projects. It's such a great opportunity to do that and to add other pieces to the puzzle. So you're not just doing only one-on-one. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Like I like being able to do a little bit of everything. I really like teaching as well. So I Mm. do find those online sessions are very like education based. Um, So yeah, I really enjoy just doing a little bit of everything and having that opportunity for creativity, like you said. Cool. And I think that was such a good point what you said before too, around some people just aren't ready for one-on-one and maybe that just doesn't really meet their needs. Maybe they're a more self-directed person. Maybe they just want the information and they don't necessarily need the one-on-one support. And that's really awesome to be able to have an offer to provide those people. 
yeah, I definitely agree. That's yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Such a great way of looking at it. Um, and so the other thing too, is you're also very active on social media. So what has your social media journey been like, um, and how does it contribute to your business? Yeah. So I actually love social media. Like I know not everybody does, but yeah. I really, really enjoy it. Um, specifically Instagram. I enjoy that one the most. Um, so I like coming up with content. I like interacting with my followers. Um, I did start with social media actually in my previous role as a retail dietitian. So that did definitely help get me a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, but I did start over with my pages when I started my business. Um, so I just kept trying to learn really how to stay on top of the trends and optimize my reach and followers because it is a whole different world. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think, yeah, as far as social media goes, I think it really helps to, first of all, get people comfortable with you because as mentioned, working with a dietitian can seem intimidating. So my goal is really to help break that down a little bit so that people do feel like I am approachable. Mm -hmm. Um, I also use social media too, as an opportunity to collaborate with other professionals and businesses in the local areas. Uh, So for example, I have done sessions before with a body confidence coach and a nurse and birth educator. Um, So it is a great opportunity to for that collaboration. And also, I just feel like social media is such a crazy world where there's so much nutrition noise that I Mm -hmm. do really like being a credible voice for nutrition information too. Um, So overall, yeah, definitely a great tool for promotion, collaboration, education, and really just building that rapport with followers too. Cool. Yeah. I hear you. The more credible people that are talking about this stuff, uh, the better. So that's great. And I love to hear from somebody who actually feels very positively about social media. Cause I find that those people are fewer and further between yeah. <laughs> nowadays. I mean, and, yeah. And I mean, it can definitely like take over sometimes like yeah. I have to really set limits for myself Totally, because I can be on there a lot. Um, and yeah, but I definitely feel like there's so many positives there, but Mm -hmm. just, yeah, learning how you can have fun with it and, um, engage is really important. Cool. That's awesome. Well, honestly, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always so much fun to chat with you. Um, so where can the audience find out more about you and the work that you do? Yeah. So as mentioned, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at dietitian Jillian. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I always love listening in to your podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jill. Thanks. And one more thing before you go, I would really, really appreciate it. And it would be super helpful if you'd be kind enough to leave a five-star rating and review for the Dietitian Success Podcast if you're listening on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. So Spotify now has the ability to be able to leave ratings and reviews. So that's super, super helpful. Positive ratings help to ensure that the show is visible to more people. So thank you so much. If you take a couple minutes to do that, I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an awesome week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit of a a double whammy this week. We're coming out with an episode on Tuesday and on Thursday. So I hope you enjoy both episodes and I will see you on Thursday.